0: Welcome to In Conversation, the regular podcast of E-Sharp magazine. Go to e-sharp.eu for full access to all our podcasts to date. This is Paul Adamson, and I'm in conversation with Jean-Claude Bérisse. Jean-Claude Bérisse ran the legal service of the European Union's of Minister for 23 years and is still regarded as a, a guru on everything to do with matters legal and treaties of the European Union. Jean-Claude, my first question to you, if I may, is... What is your prediction at the moment? This is end of June, mid-June. What is the likelihood of the European Union agreeing to uh, a deal with the UK before the end of October?
1: Good morning, Paul. In fact, uh, I, I have no, re- not really a pronostic. I think that uh, everything can happen, uh, especially because uh, you, you have now in the UK this process about appointing uh, the next... Uh, leader of the Tories, who would be the Prime Minister, and uh, you can observe that during this uh, electoral uh, campaign, uh, uh, most candidates are talking about uh, unicorns Uh, again, you know, they they are saying that they will uh, be elected become prime minister, go back to Brussels, reopen the negotiation, and have a best deal, no backstop, or backstop modified, and so on. All this is not possible. The EU has said and repeated, and the UK has signed, by the way, the ne- the, 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 the progression until the 31st of October, saying we will not reopen the WEA, the withdrawal agreement. We will not reopen And I think this is absolutely settled. There can be a lot of changes to the political declaration, which is annexed to this uh, agreement, which is not uh, a legally binding document. And the European Union is, as from the beginning, open to the wishes of the United Kingdom for the future of the relations between the EU and the UK, and the future relations are described as possible for the future in this political declaration. That's open.
0: Well, you mentioned the, the the Conservative Party leadership contest at the moment, and of course, a lot of rhetoric at the moment because of the hustings, I suppose, amongst the candidates, with the exception of Rory Stewart, that um, no deal with reluctance might be a um, an option amongst others. Everybody wants to try and get a deal before the end of October, they're saying these candidates, but if we have to leave without a deal, uh, we'll leave without a deal. What is, what is a, a no deal in practice? You can't just walk away, can you? Or can you?
1: Yeah, I have a lot of concerns about that because, of course, it's becoming more and more plausible. I think all the candidates know perfectly well that the no deal is not possible on the 31st of October. Right, because the UK is not ready, not ready for the adoption of legislation, for human resources, for customs, uh, uh, infrastructures for the trucks uh, and so on and so forth. So I think it will not happen 31st of October because they will turn to the European Union and ask for a progression, a few weeks, a few months, I don't know, of uh, uh, the article 50. Now what will be the answer of the EU? Uh, because the EU has to agree unanimously. The yeah. 27 have to agree unanimously. Uh, I don't know, you, you read in the social media and the newspapers, people having uh, uh, the opinions that the union should say no or should say, I think it's very embarrassing for the 27 if the UK comes and asks for a delay of a few weeks or a few months to say no bluntly. But they can ask to which intent, what are you going to do? And if the UK side say, yeah, we are going to have a general election or we are going to have a a second people's vote,
0: uh,
1: the union will say yes. If they don't say yes, I don't know what will happen on the side of the... If, if they don't, the UK does not say, we are going to have such a political event as generational or or referendum. I don't know what the EU will say. They might say yes to a delay, but with a number of conditions, or they might say no. And that's the danger of uh, no deal. And no deal, frankly speaking, is... Uh, uh, is chaos. Yeah. chaos. So people think about trade, and it's true that about trade it will be a, a catastrophe for all UK exporters, because suddenly from day 1, 1st of November, you will have, for example, export of cars. Uh, even temporarily or, or, or for good uh, because, you know, cars are going and coming yeah, backwards, and, backwards or, and forwards Yeah, planes and wings of planes and, and so on and so on. There is a, a custom tariff in the union on 10% of these kind of things, for example. And this killing because on this, uh, this uh, particular sector of industry is very competitive and 10% is killing. So, but you have uh, very high custom tariffs also on cheese, on uh, agriculture products, mm. on meat and so on and so forth. Not only the EU will apply this to the UK uh, exports towards the twenty-seven. In the
0: event of a no deal.
1: In the event of a no deal, yes, that's what I'm describing, yeah. but also the EU will lose the EU agreements with all countries, Japan, Mexico, and 60 others, uh, Korea, uh, Singapore, Canada, and so on, uh, where you have free trade agreements. UK will lose all that except two or three or or maybe more where they have negotiated something Mm. uh, temporary and so on. So on trade aspects, it would be terrible But there are a number of things which are settled in the WA, the agreement, uh, which are legal disputes? When procedures uh, finish, uh, when transaction must uh, pass from one. You know, yeah. it will be and
0: but All that's these, in the agreement but that doesn't and, apply and I
1: forgot about trade it's not only the tri it's only also stopping at the border yeah. to check the standards and norms yeah
0: standards norms rules because of origin because the
1: UK will be considered of course in the beginning I don't think uh, as uh, the UK has exactly the same standards and norms now 27 that yeah. it would be necessary to go <laughs> and check everything
0: but let's try and, and do this, this mind experiment because most people of course do not follow Brexit as closely as you and I do and that's because they have normal standards. Sane human beings, but a lot of people don't really understand or don't know. It is obviously uncharted territory, Jean-Claude. The day after the event of a no-deal Brexit uh, after 31st of October, it's the 1st of November, w- what happens? What happens to the UK?
1: Well, uh, UK remains the UK and uh, people continue to work. But the, 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 the price of things imported in the UK Will increase
0: or the day after automatically yeah. immediately
1: automatically right. because uh, the the tariffs uh, are, are going to be implemented immediately and UK will have to establish its own tariff because now it's implementing the EU tariff right so they will have to have some protection I think on their agriculture products on something they can't not say at the times some people say zero tariff for everybody. That's crazy yeah. because it will open the complete industry. And but the other countries are not obliged to do that. What they call a WTO deal is no deal at all. And in fact, actually, there is no country in the world uh, implementing only WTO rules. The WTO rules, it's only one rule. Finally, if right. you don't pass an FTA, free trade agreement agreement or custom agreement with other countries, which all countries in the world do with their neighbors. If you don't, you just have to implement the same tariff to everybody in the world. Right. So they will choose a tariff, the UK, but they will implement that to the 27, and they will have to implement that to China and Zimbabwe and India. Under
0: under so so WTO rules, that's and the rule.
1: The, that's the rule of WTO. Right. That's the only rule. So they they, they have no benefits at all in the WTO. So
0: <laughs> so life goes on. Up to a point, you know, the UK can still trade with the EU, but there'll be tariff implications. There'll be there'll be customs checks uh, on standards and norms, rules of origin, all that kind of stuff. Um, is that a price worth paying? Maybe from a Brexit point of view, it is a is it, is it, is it a, a disruption which is absorbable and uh, uncontainable?
1: Well, you know, there is a price to pay to 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 of course uh, withdrawing from the the most uh, comprehensive. Uh, Uh, free trade agreement custom union and single market in the world because we are tending to have the same rules as everybody in the 28 now so there is a, a, a price to be paid but Leaving the 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 EU does not did not mean automatically going to no relations at all, no agreements at all with the EU. There was uh, plenty, uh, a myriad of possibilities uh, uh, to have a custom union, to have a single market like uh, Iceland, Liechtenstein, and Norway, to have a uh, free trade agreement like Canada or Singapore, and so on and so forth. There are plenty. You. I mean you, the, the, the UK government <laughs> <laughs> for you, has not chosen yet uh, yeah. the solution and the worst solution is an no deal. So it would have been easy to go to the public opinion to the people and explain, well, it's true, we want to have more sovereignty, we ha- want to have a total independence, which by the way, I think in the world of today, it's not the best way to do it. But they could say that yeah. and say, uh, frankly speaking, this will have to we will have to pay to price, economic price to that. And they will have explained that and they will have chosen the less uh, costly between political uh, um, uh, commitments towards the EU and economic uh, so-called independence uh, and so on and so forth. But uh, unfortunately, since the beginning, they instead of saying we are going to pay a price anyway for any of the options we will choose or have to pay a price, Mm -hmm. let's discuss which option. They have said not only you will have independence and sovereignty, uh, UK, uh, greater and so on and so forth, but we will have paradise also. We'll have (laughs) everything. We will have uh, continue to have the same advantages in single market. We'll have the f- goods, uh, food coming at uh, a cheaper price. We'll export to China, India, uh, Commonwealth, uh, US and so on. All that are lies. Right. And of course, it's very difficult when you have been lying since the beginning. Right. Since just after three years ago. The British government ago, has been lying. Yeah, right. And now to come and say, well, we have been lying. The truth is that this and this and that it's very difficult. So they are continue to lie now uh, and they are uh, trying to get to power. But I'm sure that when they are going to be in power, they will begin now, I hope, to be serious and not to go uh, immediately to no deal because it will be a catastrophe for the UK economy.
0: So that's one scenario, no deal. Uh, You're hinting also that that might be some agreement on maybe a a slightly revised or suddenly rebranded withdrawal agreement under the new prime minister's uh, leadership, as it were, which means then the UK has to then start negotiating with the EU on the future trading relationship, right? Which is still very unclear. The, 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 The withdrawal agreement is very long, 250 plus pages, and very detailed, very technical, even though it's not been approved by the UK yet, whereas the political declaration is much shorter, 8 or 10 pages, whatever it is, uh, and and the language is rather vague and and unspecific. Uh, How do you imagine the scenario panning out that uh, in the event of the UK Brexiting, uh, agreeing some kind of withdrawal agreement, and then the the negotiations start on the future relationship? How will that start looking?
1: Well, it depends, of course, if uh, what is the goodwill on the both sides, because uh, there will be you see there will be an agreement on on something. I hope that there will be an agreement, but the the agreement would imply that there is no change on Backstop and the WA. And on this basis, all the candidates to the Tories, uh, presidency, leadership, uh, they say that uh, we will have a change and so on. They will not have a change.
0: And change some to of them change to the, the wa
1: right. Right. they will have a change on political declaration if they yeah. wish yes right. they might have some explanations on the wa i don't exclude that okay but uh, if we are going to negotiate it depends if uh, the wa is implemented or not because mm-hmm. there will be goodwill or not from the eu side yeah. because if you begin by the, the debt of the UK, 39 billion, in fact, it's less than that. It's a number of years yeah. and it's a drop. Uh, yeah, drop uh, in the ocean. I mean, uh, thirty nine <laughs> billions are a lot for us, you and me. <laughs> but for uh, this kind of thing, when the budget of the union is for, for seven years, it's more than 1000 uh, yeah, billion. Billion. Uh, uh, you know. Okay. But if, of course, UK is not saying, we don't uh, imp- apply the backstop. we don't apply the rights for EU citizens and we don't apply uh, the beginning of reimbursements of the the debts. Of course the EU will not uh, negotiate anything, so it will be the negotiation will, will not be open. The UK might be in a disastrous situation, but uh, negotiations will not be open. If negotiations open, it can be very long, if the mood is not good and uh, and so on and so forth, but if the mood is good and you choose, I mean, the UK government is choosing clearly one path, let's say EEA, like Norway and Iceland, like it, not kind of EEA, not Mm. inside the EU, according to me, but that's a detail, the same arrangements. Uh, that's the, of course, the problem of the four freedom on, uh, uh, mig- migration of EU citizens. Mm. Uh, so, or they choose a FTA mm. like Canada or Singapore that can be very quick, very quick. I mean, it will take uh, two years or, yeah. or, or more, but it can be reasonably done within the transition period we have under the WA because you say free custom. Uh, no no, no tariffs, for example, during the transition period, Hmm. no, no, Hmm. even after you negotiate during the transition period that Uh, for the future forever, we have a free trade agreement with no custom tariffs at all. That's possible to do it quickly.
0: Well, you talk about a lot about the goodwill on the European side, or the or the atmosphere in negotiations. As you know, and maybe for the benefit of our non-British listeners, um, the rhetoric the moment in the UK is, and we hinted earlier, is is particularly pronounced because of this leadership election. Then we have the haters of the summer holidays, and then we have what we have in Britain called the the party conference season, where the new anointed uh, Prime Minister uh, will again be uh, talking to his party faithful in similar kind of anti-European or. Or chauvinistic rhetoric, certainly um, I'm just wondering whether you you think that the that these negotiations will uh, will will at the end of the day be be fruitful and then will they be, how long will they take to to come to a uh, a constructive conclusion
1: yeah it's where well, I am also concerned because on the side of the twenty seven the fatigue yeah is increasing frankly yeah. speaking and yeah. uh, speaking to people here in Brussels. Uh, we have people who are fed up and uh, want to confront their problems because they have uh, huge problems inside the union. Uh, are we going to begin another enlargement process? Are we going to change the eurozone? Are we going to uh, settle the difference we have on uh, human rights, independence of judiciaries in some member states yeah. uh, you have the problem of budget with italy you have mm. you know you have a lot of problems and they think they are uh, begin to be contaminated by the, yeah. the uk thing and they think also the uk is really divided in depth yeah and uh, uh, so they are going to be a little bit uh, you have to be careful with the reaction uh, of
0: the twenty-seven now, there is a tension, isn't there? Because you say there's a fatigue, and that Britain is losing one by one its friends and a mind, its one or two enemies maybe inside the European Union. Uh, Not enemies, <laughs> <laughs> um, but there is a feeling that we have, to, we, we, we have to move on. That that's for sure. I just wonder whether you you can see a scenario where. The UK could unilaterally revoke Article Fifty, or is that a total pie in the sky?
1: Well, I don't think so. But uh, you may think that. Uh, uh, listen, Mr. Johnson can be uh, elected. He will be probably okay he is able i think to change his mind he has shown it in the past (laughs) right and he might say well we accept the wa uh, but we have uh, such uh, explanation and we have a good change in the political declaration and he obtains a majority in the house of commons why not or he goes to a general election and he wins it on on this basis of of revoking article 50 Uh, yeah either on revoking Article 50 but I don't think it's in his mind or oh. having uh, uh, WA and uh, uh, opening to negotiations for FTA with the, either one or the other. Uh, but uh, Boris Johnson is able to change his mind and maybe maybe convince either the, uh, the current uh, House of Commons or go to elections and beat uh, Mr. Corbyn on this basis, and we unite the <laughs> UK people behind him.
0: Okay. On that upbeat, optimistic note, Jean-Claude, we leave it there. Thank you very much for your time.
1: Thank you, Paul. <laughs>